Welcome back to the Mid-America MHTTC Minute. My name is Annie, and I'm excited to host Dr. Anitra Warrior and Dr. Belinda Enojos on the podcast today. Dr. Warrior and Dr. Enojos will be presenting the upcoming session of the Leadership Institute Community of Practice. The Community of Practice is a joint collaboration between the Mid-America Mental Health Technology Transfer Center, the Mid-America Prevention Technology Transfer Center, and the Mid-America Addiction Technology Transfer Center. Their session, titled Promoting Equity and Inclusion in the Workforce, Examining Bias in Hiring Practices, discusses the origin of professionalism and what that definition of professionalism is for each unique organization. Additionally, they'll define strategies for promoting more inclusive hiring practices. Let's get into it. Hello. Why don't you both introduce yourselves and tell me about both of you and your professional backgrounds? Sure. Well, I'm Dr. Anitra Warrior. I'm a psychologist with Morningstar Counseling, and we work specifically with with the reservations across the, the state of Nebraska, but we also highlight our services with children and adults in rural areas. We do have a clinic in Lincoln as well that serves all ages, all backgrounds, but we we really specialize in serving our tribal populations. Yes, and I'm Dr. Belinda Hinojos, and I'm a psychologist at Morningstar. I'm also our director of training, and so any students who are at the master's level, doctoral level, and then advanced doctoral interns that are doing any kind of training with us on the reservations or in Lincoln, I oversee that program. I also, prior to this, worked as a diversity coordinator, did a lot of diversity initiatives and a few different jobs that I've had. So Dr. Hinojos, please give us a brief explanation of this presentation. It's titled Promoting Equity and Inclusion in the Workforce, Examining Bias in Hiring Practices. Yes. Yeah. Dr. Warren and I are going to be talking about the ways that we define professionalism and the criteria that we develop and that we implement when hiring individuals. I think a lot of times we're looking for a diverse pool and we list that on our job announcements and we want a diverse pool who's reflective of the communities that we're serving or who can bring in new ideas. But the ways that we are looking for those individuals don't always reflect the goals that we're that we're saying right or the way that we're putting it out and so thinking about you know when we when we think about like professional identity and how you dress and how you look and how your hair looks and how you speak and your beliefs, your values, you know, how does that even reflect the values of our own workplace? And so are we bringing in individuals fairly? Like, are are we really, you know, representing the communities that we serve? And are we also making space for them in our workplace? It's not just about recruiting them, but also retaining them. Yeah, absolutely. And then Dr. Warrior, why is this topic especially important in the behavioral health field? Yeah, you know, so as you know, there is so much stigma that's associated with with the behavioral health field. And then when we start thinking about historical factors, things that have happened to marginalized communities in terms of what medical care has looked like, there's a, a high level of mistrust or, you know, across the communities in receiving care. And with you adding that that level of stigma, 
it really makes it challenging to receive services. And so what we really try to promote is essentially growing our own because we wanna have people that are from communities that we're serving, who know the communities, who are invested in those communities as well. So that's why it's really important for us to have that representation, that safe space, because there is an understanding of those cultural beliefs that, that go across communities, not that are just based on race or ethnic identity, but the culture that happens within various communities. So that's really important that we have that representation and that's reflected in our policies and procedures when we start talking about our hiring practices. This could even go to where we look at advertising for positions, you know. So for us, when we're serving reservations, when we're advertising for positions, we're going to look at, at places like Indian Country Today and see, you know, where are we going to maximize and get the best reflection of who we're serving in our clinic. So that's that's very important to us. We run into things where it could be, well, who fits, you know, and sometimes we talk about that, who fits with 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 our clinic. But when we're looking at that, we have to really have that self-awareness of our own bias and what we're comfortable with versus What's the, the community going to be comfortable with? So that's really important for us to keep in mind as well. This one as well is for Dr. Warrior. What are some ways that bias might come into effect during these hiring and promotional practices? Yeah, you know, so I just kind of talked about that in terms of the bias can come out in terms of who fits with us, but mm-hmm. also what Dr. Enojos had mentioned in terms of how do we define professionalism. And an example that I use is the etiquette training that I went through when I was in school. And it really tried to shift who I was as an Indigenous woman in terms of changing the way I spoke, the way I answered the phone, different things like that. And it it was like, well, some of this really doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) That's not a reflection of my work. That's not a reflection of my commitment to the community. That's not a reflection of you know, my, my own personal ethics. So that is something that we really have to be aware of and, and cautious of is who is defining what this level of professionalism is supposed to look like? And how is this taking away from us being our authentic selves, which is important when we talk about providing services in behavioral health. So I don't want to come in and pretend to be someone that I'm not because this is what professional identity says, you know? And so that's a very colonized model that so many of us have ascribed to that does not fit in all of our communities. So that's that's ways that we can see bias happening. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Inojo, so what are some other equity and inclusion challenges that are seen in the behavioral health field? Yeah, I, I mean, I think just even the way we implement services sometimes, you know, we're using these models of therapy that were not necessarily created and in some points not created for the communities that we're serving. And so if we are learning in our training how to operate in the same way with the same individuals, then that's not going to work. So I think one of the things is the lack of attention to culture, cultural practices, traditional healing practices in communities that communities already have. I was in a training last weekend and the presenter said, you know, the, the theories that we use are about 80 years old. Cultures have been 
been using these traditional healing practices for thousands of years? You know, why are we discounting them because of what we learn in a textbook? And so that I think really has stayed with me. And so I, I really think like that's another area that I think we really need to pay attention to is how we implement the services, because a lot of times they're not fitting with the communities that we're serving and we're not utilizing their own strengths and coping strategies that they have and they've been using. And then Dr. Warrior, what can an attendee expect to, I guess, walk away with from this presentation? What can they leave with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so of course, we're going to have our list of objectives of things that we want them to be able to uh, specifically walk away with that. But I would also have the expectation that anyone who comes to this presentation would be able to, to reconceptualize what hiring practices look like, what inclusion and diversity actually look like. And we want them to have practical steps that they can take within their organization. Steps that I know that I can take when I leave this presentation and put these into action. I think that's gonna be so vital is that this is a call to action, not just we're gonna talk about diversity and, and the importance of it. No, this is a call to action and what changes are you going to make in your policies and procedures? And with what we're sharing, we're gonna talk about ways that those things can happen. So that'll be important and then the other piece is just that their own increasing their self-awareness of what their bias is and, and how we're seeing that come about. So those will be some additional things that, that we could expect people to walk away with from the presentation. All right. And lastly, Dr. Hinojos, speaking of strategies, what is one strategy an organization can use to make their hiring practices more inclusive? I know, obviously, we will go into more, but people <laughs> one right now. Yeah, I think it starts with just really being self-reflective and really, you know, thinking about, like, how do you define professionalism? How do you define uh, professional identity um, in the workplace? And where did that come from? from you know, where did you get, where did you learn that that's what it means to be professional? That's what professionalism looks like. Because I think by starting there, like you start to recognize that this was something that's been kind of ingrained and told to you, but no one's ever really explained to you why, um, or like what, what the benefits of, of, of these certain aspects are. And I, I think what you'll find is it really has little to do with what the work that you're doing or the communities that you're reaching out to. And, and sometimes it doesn't even fit. Well, thank you so much for taking some time to stop by the podcast today. We'll give everyone a little bit of information about when they can hear y'all, but I will see you next week. Thank you. That's good. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I know we all hope to see you at the presentation, which will be August 18th from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. on Zoom. Learn more about the event and register at bitamericamhttc.org.